0: It's not nice to eavesdrop, but it's fun. So let's check in on the comedy of errors at the Baxters. On the little things in life. Brought to you by Final Net. Gives your hair a great long-lasting hold.
1: This is what aerosol hairspray sounds like. This is what Final Net sounds like. The big difference in the way they sound is the big difference in the way they work. Finalnet is not an aerosol. It's concentrated to give you a great long-lasting hold. There are no wasteful propellants. That makes it economical, too. Eight ounces of Finalnet go as far as 24 ounces of aerosol hairspray. You get a great hold at a great price. Finalnet, the first sensible alternative to aerosol hairspray.
0: Do you think all antiperspirants are basically the same?
1: with you tonight you hardly ate your dinner I'm alright no you're not I know you're too well problems at the office oh come on uh, tell me I know I don't always understand all your business problems but that's what a wife is for somebody to whom you can tell your problems oh yeah, well, this isn't exactly the kind of a problem you tell your wife
2: <laughs> you want a divorce
1: falling in love with somebody else
2: oh no, don't be silly alright what is it oh it's just something I don't know how to handle well I, I don't know it's it's very hard to tell you why me well, it's just sort of nutty. Go ahead. You think I'm attractive to women?
1: Oh, I married you.
2: Yeah, I know, but that was some time ago. Do you think I'm still attractive to women?
1: Well, you are to me, I assume you are to other women. Look at that party we were at last Saturday. That gorgeous blonde Mrs. Wilkins came up and said, your husband is fascinating. What in the world did you say to her?
2: Nothing. I don't remember opening my mouth. I just listened. She talks all the time.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, that makes many a man fascinating, a good listener.
2: Uh, well, what attracted you to me? Oh, honey, it's so long ago. I loved you. Uh, well, well, what attracted you to me?
1: Well, you know, there's an old Persian saying from the Sanskrit, aim at seven things in marriage and all the rest you may disparage. Uh, what are the seven things? Well, let's see if I remember. Get money, good looks, the knowledge of books, good family, youth, position, and truth.
2: Well, I don't seem to have had any of those things. I certainly didn't have any money. I'm not handsome. Oh, yes, you are. <laughs> well, I'm hardly an intellectual. Well, you're bright. You're very bright. Oh, my family's pretty average. Lord knows I was young, but I didn't have any position. But I guess I was honest. Well, I'm... you
1: filled the bill, dear.
2: And I loved you. Now, what's your problem? Well, it seems too ridiculous to even talk about well, it.
1: Well, let's talk about it, then. I like ridiculous things. I get to the point. Uh, is... I
2: just don't know what to do about,
1: about it. About what?
2: I think Myra Perkins is in love with me.
1: Oh, doesn't that make you feel good? Who is
2: she? Myra Perkins. Miss Perkins. My secretary.
1: Oh, 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 the Myra threw me. I just always think of her as Miss Perkins. She's in love with you?
2: Well, yes, I think so, and it's very awkward. Oh, all secretaries fall in love with their handsome employers. It's not that simple. It's... Well, I, I, I like a purely objective business relationship. And she dotes on me. She fusses over me. She worries about me, insists I take my vitamin pills, that sort of thing. You yeah, know? I
1: know, and I like it. saves me worrying about all those details.
2: Well, you don't even seem jealous. Miss <laughs> Perkins is very attractive. Oh,
1: dear, you obviously are not interested in her. You wouldn't be telling me about it, though. What is your problem?
2: I'm just wondering if I should fire her or not. Why
1: should you fire her?
2: She's just getting too darn possessive, or whatever you want to call it. Oh, I wouldn't worry. What does that mean?
1: It means I'm not worrying.
2: Well, that's not very flattering. Oh,
1: honey. You mean
2: you don't care if I have an affair? Oh,
1: have an affair. You're much too old-fashioned, as our children would say for one thing. And anyhow, if you intended to, you wouldn't tell me. So now what is it? What's the problem?
2: Well, I just don't know what what to do about it.
1: About what, dear?
2: The fact that Miss Perkins is so obviously, well, in love with me. Well, what makes you think so? I just told you, she waits on me hand and foot. She worries about me, and today she... Well, she burst into tears. Why? I don't know. She got hysterical. What it meant to her to work for me. didn't know what she'd do without me. How the happiest days of her life have been spent with me. Really? In the office. Oh, I see. Uh That's what she meant, in the office. Uh Uh She apologized for getting emotional. She leaned her head against me, and I sort of patted her shoulder. Mm-hmm. you sure it was her shoulder? Oh, come on. Cut it out, will you? You're always making jokes <laughs> when I'm serious. Why do you suppose I'm telling you all this?
1: I don't have any idea. The wife is supposed to be the last to know. You're just spoiling the whole thing for me. Oh,
2: forget <laughs> it, will you? It's no sense trying to tell you anything. <laughs> all I... right.
1: All right. I don't know what you want from me, then, dear. I want some advice. Well, about what? You're a big boy. Can't you handle a dewy-eyed secretary? No. No.
2: I don't know what's gotten into her lately.
1: Well, I'm not going to play the jealous wife and go down there and shoot her. I'm not going to spend the rest of my life in jail because of Miss Perkins. I hardly know her.
2: I'm going to have to fire her. That's the only solution. You no, know, that's a shame when she's such an
1: efficient secretary, you know.
2: Greatest secretary in the world.
1: Hello. Yes? Oh, for heaven's sake. We were just a second talking about you. Yes, we were. (laughs) I know. A little empathy.
2: (laughs) Uh, What does she want? Calling me at home is... You want him?
1: You want him? He's right here. What?
2: Oh. Yes. Yes.
1: Yes. What is it? Yes. Yes. Goodbye. She's coming over. Wants to talk to me.
2: To you? Mm Mm-hmm. What do you suppose she wants? Maybe she wants me to give you up. Well, that's ridiculous. I'd never even given her a second thought. (laughs) So you say. Well,
1: I'll hear her out and get her side. But if it comes to a divorce, I want the house and the dog. You can have the cat
2: and the children. You know, women have the weirdest sense of humor at the most crucial point in their lives. Oh,
1: go down to the village store and have a cup of coffee. Miss Perkins wants to see me alone.
0: Hi, I'm trimming my little girl's hair. Mine was the same beautiful chestnut color once, before the grays started sneaking in. But I discovered Loving Care Color Lotion from Clairol. It covered my grays without changing my natural color. And it has no peroxide. Loving Care made my hair shinier and softer, too. Our hair looks almost alike now. (laughs) Except mine has no bubble gum in it. Loving Care Color Lotion from Clairol. It's good for your hair.
3: In my house, we've got a fully automatic kitchen. Me. And the
1: worst job I've got to do is scrape and scrub that dirty oven.
2: Well, there's a different way to clean your oven that's less work. The overnight way, with Mr. Muscle. Promises, promises. It's true. With Mr. Muscle, you just spray it on at night. And while you sleep, its self-scouring foam lifts up the grease and grime.
3: (laughs) a good idea.
2: So next morning, you just wipe clean.
1: You know, I've got a feeling that Mr. Muffle's going to be a good man to wake up to. Now, Miss Perkins, I understand perfectly and I shall do my best to explain most diplomatically to my husband.
3: Oh, I can't tell you how upset I've been. Yes. I know how he counts on me for everything. I just haven't been able to tell him. When are you planning to be married, uh, Miss Perkins? As soon as possible, but I've tried to explain to my fiancé, Mr. Mooley, that I couldn't possibly leave Mr. Baxter's employ until he found a suitable replacement. Yes,
1: of course.
3: Now, are you sure you don't want to continue working after your marriage, Miss Perkins? My fiancé, Mr. Mooley, doesn't believe in wives working. Oh, I see. But I told him that I most certainly will continue working until your husband, well, until Mr. Baxter finds someone who's quite satisfied satisfactory to him, yeah, but, but uh, you just don't know how hard it's been the, uh, to try to tell him that I was leaving. Yes. He counts on me so. Yeah, it no, was no, just different. terrible the day I tried to tell him how much working for him meant to me, but yes. still, and I knew he was so upset because he he must have guessed I was leaving. Well, no, no, he,
1: he didn't guess that, but now look, Miss Perkins, I'll explain everything to him, so just <laughs> stop worrying now. Oh, hmm? Mrs.
3: Baxter, I do hope so. But be sure and tell him that I'll stay on the job until he gets a new secretary that he likes and is most efficient. I will, yes, and that's
1: very good of you, Miss
3: Perkins. I'll train the secretary myself because Mr. Baxter's very fussy. He's really just a perfectionist. Is that so? Oh, my, yes. You have to be right on your toes to take dictation from Mr. Baxter. And he wants all the typing letter perfect. And five minutes after he's dictated it, too. Yeah,
1: my goodness, sounds like a slave driver.
3: Oh, no, he's wonderful to work for. I just hope his new secretary remembers his vitamins and things like that. That he likes his pastrami on rye bread and mm-hmm. his ham and cheese on pumpernickel mm-hmm. and his club sandwiches on whole wheat. Oh, so, <laughs> I just... I'm just going
1: to worry about him. Well, uh, Miss Perkins, now Mister Baxter's going to be just miserable to lose you. But I know that when I tell him you're going to be married, he's going to be (laughs) so happy for you. Now, just don't you worry at all.
2: She's getting married. What do you mean she's getting married?
1: Well, can you say, Miss Perkins is getting married. She won't leave until she gets a new secretary broken in for you. One who remembers you like club sandwiches on whole wheat. You you, you mean she's
2: she's quitting just to get married?
1: Just? Well, isn't that you glad? Now you don't have to fire her. She's
2: quitting right in the middle of our new sales campaign? Oh. Oh, boy. That's loyalty for you, isn't it? Isn't it? Six million details that only Miss Perkins can handle. When anything is lost at the office, it's Miss Perkins who finds it. If you want something done properly and quickly, Miss Perkins is the only one who can do it and do it right. It seems pretty stupid to me to quit a perfectly good job. Why, she only got a raise just three months ago. Uh, who is this half-baked clown she's marrying? Well, I don't know that he's half-baked.
1: She showed me his picture. He looked pretty well done to me. Six foot four.
2: Six foot four. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, Miss Perkins is barely five feet.
1: So? Look, aren't you relieved to know she's not carrying the torch for you? Don't you want her to be happy? Well, of uh, course, of course. Yes, Naturally. No. It's
2: uh, just that she's so darn efficient now to have to replace her. Well, certainly, I want her to be happy. Naturally. Oh, frankly, however, I
1: think you were right. About what? Oh, if you hadn't been married, if you were single, I think you know. Miss Perkins realized it was hopeless that she was dreaming the impossible dream, and you know, look, you're a you're a very attractive man.
2: Oh, for Pete's sake, you don't think my feelings are hurt because? No, 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 no of course not. Goodness, no. Well, they're not. That's
1: what I said. <laughs>
2: Come on, cut it out, will you? All I meant was that. <laughs> It's a crummy thing to do. Yeah, to get married at the start of our new sales campaign. That's all I meant. Yes, it is
1: a rotten thing to do. It's very selfish.
0: The Little Things in Life with Peg Lynch and Bob Dryden was written by Peg Lynch and directed by Warren Somerville and has been brought to you by Mr. Muscle, the oven cleaner that works the easy overnight way. I'm Charles Woods. This program comes to you from the Radio Playhouse.